We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we're gearing up for the NFL draft with a former first-round draft pick who spent 10 seasons in the NFL, none other than former quarterback Mark Sanchez. We talk about his thoughts on the Jets drafting Zach Wilson, what his experience was like being drafted by the Jets, how he feels about the butt fumble incident, and what he deems to be the best musical ever. We're sipping on Campante Mezcal, courtesy of Mr. Sanchez himself. This is Drinks with Binks. On into drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are so thrilled that this is a big week in the world of sports. It is the NFL Draft Week. It has been so many weeks since we've been able to talk about actual football. We've been anticipating which teams will draft what players, but now we actually get to see it unfold. And we are also very fortunate to be able to have a former first round draft pick with us here on the show today. I'm very excited to be able to welcome in none other than former NFL quarterback, USC legend, now turned media mogul and also investor in some beautiful mezcal. Cal Campante, Mr. Mark Sanchez. Thank you so much for joining the show with us here today. We know you've got a little bit of Mezcal here with us. Thanks so much for, for joining us and bringing, bringing the booze. <laughs> Absolutely. Salud. Cheers to uh, Campante and to a wonderful show. Yes, this, is, this really hits a spot. That was my first taste. Not bad, right? Oh, yeah. Mezcal always has that nice little smoky <laughs> aftertaste. You're like, no, it is great. I got to tell you, the, the backstory with this is, you know, I'm, I'm more of a tequila guy, to be honest. I, I think a little sip of tequila here or there. I love it. Um, and, you know, culturally, my, my Mexican heritage, that's kind of, I guess, where that comes from. But Mezcal was never like... You know, even like hardcore scotch whiskey that's like real smoky. I was like, ooh, I'm out. You know, I, I can't really, you know, I feel like I just ate a cigar or something. Yes. Well, with this one, a uh, good friend of mine from New York, Yvonne, who you met, he, he was telling me about this and he said, no, just try it. I know what you're going to say. I know you don't like mezcal, but just try it. And so I, you know, entertained his offer. And here I am as a investor and part owner of the company because, 
it's amazing. Yeah, I love that you're honest about the fact that like you weren't really a mezcal guy, you were a tequila no. guy, but then this this sort of brought you over because I've always been a bit more of a tequila gal. That's what uh, I'm known in these parts as. But I mean, I could definitely be a mezcal gal after drinking a little sip of that with some orange too. It tastes absolutely See? delightful. And I will probably be maybe sipping on a little bit of this when I'm watching the NFL draft this week. I'm not sure if you would be as well. There we go. What what kind of memories does it bring back when you were drafted in the first round, fifth overall by the New York Jets? Yeah. Gosh, flooded with memories and, and excitement. Um, I mean, the, the clips from that, I'm like fifth pumping and just like this huge smile takes over my, my face and, and, um, because I had met with the Jets multiple times and then uh, getting that call is, is very special. It's um, it's a moment that very few people can understand unless you've gone through it. But uh, I remember the night before the draft, the Seattle Seahawks called and said, if you're available at number four, we're taking you. So I was like, dude, I'm set. Good. I'll go to Seattle because we knew Stafford's going one to Detroit. Boom, two and three. I forget who they were. I want to say maybe the Rams or somebody. And yeah. four was going to be Seattle. So four comes and goes they, uh, with the fourth pick in the 2009 NFL draft. Oh the Seattle gosh. Seahawks select linebacker from Wake Forest, Aaron Curry. And I was like, what? So I'm, I walk out of the room. I got like 50 family members and friends. And the only one who had, you know, the who was brave enough to come in the room with me, I guess, was my dad because he knew I was pissed. Everybody kind of knew I was like, what the hell's going on? I, I thought, you know, I had a sure thing. So I'm in another room and my dad and I are talking and he's giving me the, hey, no matter what happens, you know, there's a wonderful day for you. There's a wonderful day for our family. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So boom, my phone starts going off and it's um, 973. What's Jersey area code? 973, right? That's one of them, or 201 or 973. I live in Manhattan, yeah, 973, okay, producer. Well, excuse me, Miss Manhattan. Yeah, I don't cross that Hudson It was either 973 or 201, and I was just like, Dad, that's New Jersey. You know, Dad, that's New Jersey. He's like, answer the phone, answer the phone, you know? So, boom, I pick up the phone, and it's Rex Ryan, it's Mike Tannenbaum, hey, you ready to be a Jet, all this stuff. I was like, wait, what happened? You guys were picking, like, 16, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was the joke. I would never get that far. Like, that's why they were bummed. So I find out they traded up because I stopped watching the TV because I walked out of the room. So uh, that was an incredible moment. I run back in the other room and everybody's like, you just got, they traded for you or something. We don't know what's going on, but you're going to New York. And what was really funny is I just had come back from New York for doing an appearance for like Sprint or Visa or somebody the night before. And we came back to California and then flew back the next day. So. It was uh, it was a good little uh, round trip deal, but uh, we came back because my grandma, she was 96 or 97 at the time. She wasn't going to get on a plane, but she was there to experience draft day and with me. Oh, and so great. we took a trip right back to, to New York and got to Radio City Music Hall fast. So it was, it was really fun. You know, it's also an interesting sort of flip of the script because, you know, for a lot of people getting drafted by the Jets usually means that they're a very good player in college and the Jets have not been doing very well in the NFL. And it's kind of a, maybe a little bit of mixed feelings, but the drama sure. that you just told us that unfolded, was like, yes, you're like, yes, I cannot wait to go to Jets. Like, oh my gosh, one of those people that might be going that we are hearing very well could be Zach Wilson 
this week, quarterback that we know that you've talked with. He was talking to you, asked you some advice on what it's like to play in New York. And and you had some really great stuff on the Pat McAfee show about the idea that this is like, uh, you know, first of all, Whatever you do, everyone is going to hate you no matter what. But like your house is either being heated or it's going to be burned down with uh, with the fire. Right. So what was his response to when you told him what it was like to play in New York? Um, you know, one, I, I was I was uh, impressed that that he took the time to do that. So that tells me about him and his, you know, um, fortitude and foresight like uh, this kid's he's dialed in. He's got it. He's got it between the ears if anybody does. And now it's just a matter of experience and and helping him and getting help around him to make him successful, right? There's no guarantees in this process, but you can help out your, your uh, draft pick as much as you can. and, And that'll make them the best. But he was, not like nervous. Everybody's got a little bit of anxiousness to him about this whole process because you don't know where you're going to land, right? This unknown. Um, I, I think, you know, if anything, there's, there's a, um, there's just a big jump, right? The elephant in the room is this gigantic leap from Provo to New York city, right? Like it's just, they're, they're apples and oranges. They're completely different, both very cool places, but both very, very different. And, uh, I, I think that was, that was one of the biggest things. I think he's, he's in good hands though. He's got great marketing people that are, that are helping him out and they'll, you know, capitalize on a lot of those opportunities. And, and the biggest thing, right, is, is football has got to be your main thing, right? You can't just go do a bunch of like commercials and ads and all that kind of stuff and then go stink it up, right? There's got to be a balance. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of it. And I, I explained to him, you know, if you're going to do, you know, whatever you're going to do, you're going to get criticism from one side or the other, whether it's too buttoned up or too loose or whatever. And you got to understand that. So a lot of these deals, whether it's marketing or commercial stuff, whatever it is, interviews, you got to be you, right? Like don't put on, that was, that was the other thing. I was like, you have to be yourself because if you try and put on this front or some persona, you're going to have to live that out. Cause as soon as they figure out that it's not real, you're toast. Like it's, it right. doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You can't act forever. Right. And, and you got to be yourself. So whatever you're comfortable with, understand what that is and understand what kind of criticism you'll get from that and you'll play great, but you got to keep football the main thing, uh, work your tail off. And no matter what you're doing outside uh, the, the locker room, the, the classroom, uh, your meeting rooms on the field, whatever you're doing out there, like the guys there have to know when you're there, you're there, right? You're not thinking about other stuff. There's no, nothing else is as important as what you're doing for your work. And, um, it doesn't feel like work because it's so fun and you can tell this kid loves playing. Uh, and he is one, of, he is one of the most special guys I've seen, uh, throw the ball. He's got this uncanny ability right. to, to extend plays. Uh, he makes these splash plays that are fun to watch. It's some of the best, the best time I've had watching film because you keep pausing it like, damn, how did he do that? That's right. incredible. He's- um, he's, so he's, you've said this too, but he thrives in chaos, right? He Which does. I guess he also does. works as, you know, joining the Jets maybe might actually <laughs> work out real well. But in that regard, if yeah. you're just chucking the ball down the field and you're, uh, you, you don't really know what you got, kind of might be a bit of a difficult situation for you. Before we go to break, though, who do you think goes after him and then after him? After him and after him. Uh, let's see. So we go Trevor Lawrence one, right? We yeah. go 
Uh, Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. I think three. I know people are saying Mac Jones. Some people are saying Justin Fields. I would honestly, I would say Justin Fields would be perfect for, for the Niners. And this is, you know, I'm not basing this on any information that I have. This is just a, a feel thing. And yeah. knowing a little bit of Kyle Shanahan's system and seeing how Justin Fields could fit in there. I think it'd be a match made in heaven. After that, probably Mac Jones. And then after that, uh, probably Trey Lance. Okay, well, we'll have to see if that pans out. We've got a whole lot more to get to with Mark Sanchez here on Drinks with Thanks, guys. Don't go anywhere. We are sipping on a little Mezcal Campante. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thanks. I'm JSB, joined by former NFL quarterback Mark Sanchez. We're sipping on a little mezcal campante, and we. I, I just before I want to before I want to get into your career, I just have one quick question. We talked about advice. You said you're very close with Sam Darnold. You guys, you know, he lives down the street from you. Of what you've already said, his address, and we're gonna put it underneath the screen um, so everyone can find him. But yeah. what what advice have you given him now in in the situation where? He had a bit of a tumultuous few years. Now he's going to Carolina. Yeah, I think for him, most importantly, anybody and any criticism basically stamping him as good or bad, like thumbs up, thumbs down, premature because he hasn't been in a situation that has made that could even potentially make him successful. And the thing he has going for him is obviously somebody still wanted him, right? There's a there's a team out there in Carolina that wanted him and trade it for him. So hopefully they give him every opportunity to succeed uh, because he hasn't had that with, um, you know, decisions that the organization has made, uh, trades, some stuff that's out of everybody's control, like injuries. I mean, those things happen. And when you go get free agents and they don't pan out, you're kind of stuck, you know, you're stuck with essentially damaged goods and you're like, damn, now what? So that has nothing to do with Sam. And um, obviously I'm, you know, in some ways biased because he went to SC because we're from the same area and all that. But um, I I just think if you try and look at this from an objective lens, you got to be fair and and say he hasn't had the proper opportunity and proper resources to succeed. And, And at the quarterback position, you don't, there's a fine line between being coddled and being focused, right? And, and you don't need to coddle him, but you got to focus on him and the decisions you make in your organization, whether it's, you know, how you guys eat, how the, the sleep, uh, every, everything should revolve around the quarterback. And that's obviously a selfish thing to say, but that's the nature of the beast. You want him to play well, he's got to be focused. He is the most important part of your team, and he hasn't had that support, as you mentioned. Um, yeah. When you played, you, you've done so much in your career, you know, three time Rose Bowl champion, USC legend. You took the Jets to the AFC championship in your first two years, uh, a franchise that has been just, you know, had a really difficult time, especially the last couple of years we mentioned. And I hate to do this, but like, how, how does it make you feel that people ask you and know you a lot more because of the butt bumble? Well, I don't know. I think, um, you know, McAfee asked me about that. And I think because of the market, that's why it took off, right? Um, Because of Twitter and hashtags and everybody home on a Thursday and you have this blooper play, like that's where that came from. So it kind of took on this life of its own. But I mean, if you can't, I'm a pretty reasonable guy, right? And one play can't 
one good or bad play can't define a game or, or, you know, your entire life. Like that's just ridiculous. That's too much pressure to put on anybody. So it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but the, the, the two years we had, uh, in 09 and 2010 were some of my favorite memories and the players that, that, um, that I got to play with hall of famers, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, Jason Taylor, um, you know, the two receivers we bring in to p- partner with uh, Jericho Cotri, we have Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes on one squad. Like, that was incredible. Dustin Keller, Sean Green. Like, we had we had some serious firepower. And it was, right. it was so fun to be the quarterback of that team. And being able to, to mature as a player and as a quarterback like that with those guys and see them and earn their respect – that was like, I don't care what anybody says about any other one play. Like that was, to me, that's all, that's all I needed. Cause when your peers, yeah. Cause when your peers respect you, the people who are in it with you and all that, anything on the outside, it's, that's just gonna, gonna happen either way, whether it was good or bad, but those so guys, it, sorry, to go ahead. Yeah. Those, yeah. Th- so does it, uh, like, does it suck then when someone asks you about it? Like what I just did? People don't really do it. Some people do, but a lot of people in person don't, you know. Oh, they're nervous. They don't want to say it. I mean, I get more comments about the AFC Championship games and, like, what was it like playing with Bart Scott? What was it like playing with, you know, whatever. How cool is Rex, you know? important things. Yeah, like, there's way other, like, there's other stuff to talk about. So whoever wrote your questions is. (laughs) Yeah, that, man, that producer is totally fired up. He's gone. All right, we'll be back with a whole lot more, including discussing maybe some musicals with uh, a little game of Truth or Sip with Mark Sanchez. We'll be back after this. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. We've got Mark Sanchez here, former NFL quarterback. We're going to play a game of truth or sip. I'm going to say a statement, and then Mark can either tell his answer, the truth, or if he wants to pass and not answer it, he will take a sip of his drink. Ready to rock? I think so. Okay, first question. Did you take any satisfaction in seeing the Patriots miss the playoffs? Truth or sip? <laughs> This past season you're talking about? No. Truth, no. Oh, I mean, not? I just, I, I mean, maybe if I was still playing, I don't know. I guess um, I had so much respect for Coach Belichick. Like, I, I knew when you play against those guys, I have respect for them because the way we were in college, the way our program was run in college, like, we knew we'd have every competitive advantage. Um, we'd be so well prepared that the other team would make mistakes. And that's the way it felt like when you would have to play against the Patriots. Like, this is a machine that doesn't make mistakes. So when you Mm. get an opportunity that they do for some reason, once in a blue moon, blow a situation, like, you have to capitalize, right? So they force you into this mode of, like, a perfection mode. Like, you, you can't screw this up. And that puts even more pressure on you. So I had nothing but respect for Coach Belichick and, um, yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I guess it was just a bummer. I don't know. What a, what a lovely answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up, worst coach you've ever played for? Truth oh, or sip? God, I, can't, I can't say that. Oh, that means it's a goodie. 
You got you only got one sip left. Okay. Next, the best musical of all time is Phantom of the Opera. Truth or sip? No. No. I, I love it. I love it. Um What's, we sang, what's God, your, we did what's your a, favorite musical? I did a chorus class or a chorus thing in, in elementary school. And uh, what's the... Uh, in sleep he sang to me, in dreams he came. Yeah, I love the Phantom of the Opera. But I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's my favorite. It's a classic. Yeah, you got to see it. I just picked a random one. But yes, it is a classic. Yeah. What's your go-to? What's your favorite musical? Uh, in the Heights is probably up there. Oh, nice. Um, I saw that probably six times. Uh, Hamilton's got to be up there just because of Lynn. But um, Memphis, I loved, loved Memphis. I loved uh, Million Dollar Quartet. And okay. I went to the show. Um, and it was, it was incredible. And John Gruden was there. John Gruden and his John wife Gruden. were there. I ran into John Gruden at Broadway, which was really cool. Um, I love that. Just a couple of Broadway bros. Just some out. Broadway uh, bros. Just so then, tell me, like, we don't have a whole lot of time, but very quickly, like, how did you, like, what is it about you becoming a big Broadway guy? I think, uh, let's see, I saw Oliver Twist when I was real young. I had to be, you know, seven or eight. And then for my 10th birthday, my mom took me to uh, The Lion King. And we saw that in L.A. at the Pantages. And um, it was in, we stayed at like the Disneyland Hotel and then drove up to The Lion King or something like that. And ever since then, and especially like knowing how much those tickets probably cost and how much that hotel room probably cost for all the cool stuff that we did, uh, you know, my mom saved up probably like, for two years to make that happen. Oh, that's so so um, that was that was a big deal to me, and it I, I was blown away and left speechless after watching these people dance on stage, sing, carry a tune, like the whole thing, and then realize they amazing. do it seven, eight times a week. I was just like, wow, this is this is incredible. So it was uh, eye opening, and and I had a a deep love for, for musical theater for a long time. This has been Truth or Sip with Mark Sanchez, and we'll be back with more after this. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with former NFL quarterback Mark Sanchez. Where can we find you next, Mark? Uh, good question. Uh, let's see. ESPN, ABC, uh, college football, NFL football, uh, my Instagram and Twitter and all that is Mark underscore Sanchez. Uh, anything Campante Mescal. Uh, we got uh, distribution in, in Florida and New York. So all your New York following um, and my former New York following, maybe. Yeah. Cheers to you guys. Um, let's see what else we'll do. We'll do some stuff during the draft week with uh, Pat McAfee and uh, maybe some other stuff trying to branch out a little more. Maybe not quite the mass singer but something similar maybe soon Ooh, i love it i think it's great that you're doing stuff beyond 
you know, football and I don't even know what you're doing, but I'm just like, I love everything that is fun and exciting. And obviously that's why I wanted to talk musicals with you because that is something you don't get to do every day with a former NFL quarterback. So thank you so much, Mark, for joining us here on the show. We know how busy you are. Congratulations on everything that you've done within your career and beyond. And of course, for this new venture and for sending me some to be able to sip on myself. Cheers to you. And guys, you know where to find us. We are on social media everywhere at Fubo Sports on YouTube. I always forget that for whatever reason. I've done a hundred million of these shows, but go to YouTube. You can see all of our different episodes, including rewatching this one. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.